0: This is the season of his grace. This is the season of our breakthrough. This is the season of his power. This is the season where his love shines through at Pentecostal so tabernacle. We're and broken.
1: Love. Well, God is good. Amen. This morning is a lethal combination, lethal combination for a service, uh, which makes my job a little more difficult because not only are we in the middle of our 21-day consecration, okay, and your faces are looking like that, but also... Also, you lost an hour of sleep, so that's a lethal combination uh, uh, but you know the lord the Lord, by His grace, we hope He will uh, do whatever he needs to do to make you uh, like that song make you happy <laughs> well um, we we honor the presence of the Lord here and and uh We're grateful for what God is doing. A lot is happening, uh, this month. And so we want to get right into the word. Ephesians chapter five, and I know the screen's going to say verses, uh, 12 to 14, but we are going to, um, we're going to start at verse eight, just so that you can get some context. So, We'll do Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 14. And I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version. Really excited this week. We started our uh, Bible study community groups on, amen, on Wednesday and Saturday morning. And as you know, we... We're discussing a topic every Sunday, to and then we drill down on it, or into it, on Wednesday evening at 7 to 8.30, and also on um, Saturday mornings, 11 to 12.30. And we've been going through this book, 30 uh, Days to Understanding in the Bible, uh, by Max Anders, and it's really been a blessing as we are learning bible doctrine as we are learning bible doctrine ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 through 14 says for you were once darkness it didn't it didn't say you were in darkness you were the darkness but now The good thing is that you are now light in the Lord, so live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Find out what pleases the Lord, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather exposed those works of darkness. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. Turn your name and say, that's not you, though. But everything exposed, watch this, by the light becomes visible. And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said in the Bible, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I want to talk to you on a subject, glow in the dark. Glow in the dark. We are teaching Bible doctrine, and the reason why we speak, speak teaching Bible doctrine is because that doctrine is, is going to be the foundation upon which your life is going to be built. We all have a doctrine. Okay, we all have a doctrine, and we, and we talk about the fact that we use the definition of doctrine, we use the acronym TIE, TI, E, tie, sorry, need to borrow you Elder Roy, tie, T-I-E, tie. And we said the definition of doctrine is T is what? Teaching. I is what? Instruction, meaning structure on the inside. Okay, that's what causes you to not be a jellyfish, not to slump, but you have structure on the inside. And then E is what? Education. That's what the word doctrine means, teaching. Instruction and education. We said doctrine does two things: it decorates you, but it also disciplines you. So if I pull this tie, he goes where the tie is being pulled. Thank you, sir. And your doctrine is going to pull you certain ways. It'll discipline you. Uh, our homes have a doctrine. I remember one time. Uh, they're not here, so I'll, I'll, um, you know, I'll uh, loud them out, so to speak. I remember one time, uh, our daughters were very young, maybe about 20 years ago now. Uh, no, not that maybe about 15 years ago. And they got into an argument. And we were downstairs, my wife and I. And we were, you know how kids are. Rah, 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 and all of a sudden I heard, wham, the door slammed. And I said, uh-uh. So I yelled upstairs, "Nessa, Jessica, come down here. So they came down. And I said, let me tell you something. I said, there was no slamming of doors before you came here. There will be be no slamming of doors while you're here, because you never heard mommy and daddy slamming doors. And there will be no slamming of doors when you leave. So you need to get back upstairs and close that door softly. The doctrine in our house is no slamming of doors. You're not going to, uh, we've been living at our, our address now uh, uh, for 20 years. How do I know? Because our address is 96. That's where we moved in. So that's the one I can remember. And, and you know, you, no neighbors heard the greenhouse, so they they haven't heard the yelling. That's the doctrine. You don't raise your voice. Are you following me? So there's a doctrine, and that doctrine keeps us disciplined. Are you following me so far? Amen. I'm just going to look straight at the clock cuz some of you need to adopt that doctrine. I'm just going to you know, So your neighbors now saying, "Here they go again." Anyways, let me just keep going. So um the doctrine of scripture we're talking about now you know, and and there are free, three there are four principles of scripture. Um and that's why we're digging deep into doctrine because the, the thing that frightens me about this church and many of as I look around here is that this church is extremely gifted. Turn to somebody and say, you are gifted. You, are gifted. you, gifted. you, you need to understand this. You are Gifted. You have natural gifts that we call talents. I mean, you know, some of you masters and 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 PhDs and even without your degrees, you you behave like you got a degree in something. You gift just talented, people, you know, who can do things and didn't even go to school for them. I mean, incredible natural talent. And then um, and, and put on top of that spiritual giftings know prophetic and 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 healings and and the ability to preach the word and I mean giftings. but the challenge is that while you have mm, while you have gifts that you can't brag about, you need to understand for some of you. School comes easy. I'm just, and you take credit for your 4.0s and 4.1s and, you know, you do so well, that you get 4.9 and there's not even such a thing. Maybe there is, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been in school. (laughs) But you take credit for that and you shouldn't because many of you are just natural, stuff just comes to you. It's quiet in here because you used to c- take credit for that and and now you're upset, but that's all right that's all right. Some of you are just so prophetic, God just shows you stuff you don't you don't even have to pray you just see it, and yet you want to take credit for things that God put in you naturally. Some of you you know I remember when i was uh when I was thirteen years old before my mother took me out of uh public school and i I'm still getting over that because I was in junior high. I was about to be uh, the captain of the baseball team, the basketball team, the football team. I even even made the all-star hockey team. I I was just a natural athlete. I couldn't take credit for that. Are you following me there? And, and so this. my point is that there's things that God put in you that you can't take credit for. That's not where you have to work. What God is working on is the container of his gift, which is your character. Mm. God will take 50 years to work on your character so that he can use 10 years of your gift. Because as John Maxwell says in his book of leadership, your gift, that is charisma, will get you in the door of opportunity, but only character will keep you there. And why many of you are saying, God, why? Why are you waiting so long? God is saying, the reason why I'm taking so long is that I ain't worried about your gift. I'm worried about your character. Because if I put you on a certain stage, you're going to act cray-cray and mess me up. Crazy. You're going to mess me up. Oh, I get. I thought you were talking about crayons. No, <laughs> I thought you're going to mess me up. Some of us are reaching for stages that God said that's not for you, because if you get on that stage, you're going to mess me up. The good news is that God is using doctrine because He's preparing you for a stage where you can really give Him glory. So there's there's four principles regarding doctrine that will help you as you approach the Bible so that we don't get off course into error, okay? Error, the word error comes from the word to err, E-R-R, which means so that we don't wander and come up with crazy stuff. Which ends up turning into heresy. Okay. So the first thing about doctrine is that the people who wrote the Bible thank you. The people who wrote this book received a revelation from God. We talked about revelation. And then last week, which we didn't get to talk to about in this So that's because of the way things went. And then after the revelation, they were inspired, meaning that God breathed into them so that they would write what God wanted written. Are you following me? So there is is revelation. Then there is inspiration. And today I'm going to talk about illumination. And then next week we'll talk about interpretation okay everybody with me so far now let me give you a picture of what that looks like uh and 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 we'll help you to remember this so watch this and i like what uh, um, uh kevin connor said stated in his book uh the foundations of christian doctrine he says this revelation is the reception or the discovery of truth Everybody with me um inspiration is the recording or the communication of truth okay i hear something that's what is that thank you inspiration is the recording or the communicating of truth communication of truth illumination is the understanding the perception or I'll say the recognition of truth. So let's make this easy. Revelation is the reception of truth. Inspiration is the recording of truth. And illumination is the recognition of truth. Are you following me? Now watch this. Um, can Can I get one volunteer? Okay, Andy, why don't you come? Oh, actually, Jonathan, can I borrow you? Yeah, good, good. You like making money. Uh. (laughs) Okay, so this is what. So I'm going to show you now how the Bible was written. Okay, so first of all, what happens, Jonathan, you're going to be Moses. You can look at me. You're going to be Moses. And what's going to happen. Can anybody see what's happening? Can anybody see Jonathan? So, Jonathan, you're going to come up into the presence of God. I'm God. Okay? So, Jonathan, why don't you come up? Okay? And now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to discover the truth. Because revelation, are you with me, Uh, is the... The, uh, what did I say? It is the, uh, reception, he's, or the discovery, the word discover, this means away, or to remove the cover. Anybody with me? So now, Jonathan, I want you to receive, discover, revelation. Okay, so there's a revelation in there. Well, you got to. What's in there? What's in there? Nothing. Nothing? Are you sure? Yes. Okay. There's nothing. There's nothing. Now, but there is something. Because, remember, we said revelation is the discovery of the truth. Did he not remove the cover? And he did he not remove the cover? You saw it, right? Hold up that cover. And what's in there? Nothing. 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 But there is something. Okay? Because, hold this, because, now, hold it up high, because I removed the cover also. He's like, ooh, I like that. (laughs) And so, here's the point. Here's the point. When we try to make our discovery, we come up with nothing. It is God who removes the cover. We need his hand in the situation. So now, Jonathan... What I want you to do is, yep, you can keep that. So now, Jonathan, who did I say Jonathan is? Moses. He just received revelation, okay? So, now what I want you to do, Jonathan, is to look at what's in there. Okay, do you see that? Okay, so now, Jonathan is about to receive he has a revelation now he's about to receive inspiration because now what I need you to do Jonathan is I need you to record what I just showed you are you following me so far? So, now, this is heavy now. Everybody watch me. Unfortunately, because we didn't do this last Sunday, we have to break this down. Hold this for a minute. Altoids. Mm. <laughs> How you know you will need one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you got gum. Okay, so, now watch this. Watch this. Give me this. You can keep the doll. So, Jonathan, remove that pen. You're going to write down something. So, I just gave Jonathan a revelation. Does anybody know what this says? Okay, good. Now. In my revelation, I am going to speak to Jonathan. Anybody with me so far? So, Jonathan, I'm going to speak to you, all right? You smell my breath? What does it smell like? Mint. Okay. Watch this. Smells like what? Mint. See? The word inspire means to breathe into so when you when you speak you release breath so when god speaks to you he speaks truth but he also speaks spirit and that's why when god formed man he breathed into man and man went, became a living soul so now I'm speaking a word to you, and I want you to write down what I'm speaking. So what's happening now is that So now, Jonathan is being, watch this, inspired. Now, Jonathan, he wrote down the wrong word, so I corrected him. I corrected him, okay? And so, Jonathan is writing down, Okay, so now, Jonathan, I just inspired. Now, Jonathan, see this gentleman here? I want you to go to him, and I want you to show him what you wrote. Okay, now, you can hold this just in case, because I spoke to you. So now, David, what I want you to do is read what Jonathan recorded.
0: This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 118, verse
1: 24. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Good job. done. Now, what's the point here? This is very important. When it comes to doctrine, the writers of the scripture received revelation. Moses, Paul, they all received a revelation from God. Are you following me so far? So they received the truth. Secondly, after receiving the truth, they were inspired. So God showed them how to record the truth that they saw. Are you with me so far? And after they recorded the truth, then they gave illumination Of the truth. In other words, watch this, folks. In in, in other words, Jonathan, or Moses, comes down to David and says, I'm going to put what I received in a form that you can recognize it. So, folks, this concept of people saying how do I know if the Bible is the word of God I know it's the word of God because God made sure that his writers did not make an error Jonathan wrote down the wrong word and I said to Jonathan that's not the right word correct it If I, as a human being, can make sure that what I said is corrected, how much more the God of the universe. Now, you can believe it or not, and see, God is not arguing. There is no no description in the Bible where God says, let me explain who I am. It says, in the beginning, God, deal with it. I don't need to explain myself to you. I created you. Parents, 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 parents. Can I talk to the parents? When your children every once in a while say why, you say, what? As my father in law used to say, I'm not one of your nasty little friends. I don't know you, no explanation. Well, why do I have to? Do you want to live? Choose life. And sorry, I have to belabor this because of the fact that, again, you were we didn't do this last week. But you need to understand that what you have in your hand, whether it's a book or a device, it is you can trust that God made sure that the people who recorded it, inspired, recorded what he wanted said. And Theologically, what we call, you know when you know, when you're reading the Bible and you said, Wow, I got a revelation? Anybody? Yeah. I got a revelation? Technically speaking, you didn't get a revelation, you got an illumination. Yeah. Yeah. The 39 original writers, 28 in the in the uh New Testament, Old Testament, and nine in the new, they they got the revelation. Nobody else is getting, again. Again, theologically, nobody else is getting revelation but those 39 dudes. Are you with me? But what you got was an illumination on the revelation. I'm talking about glow in the dark. Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Now I can go really fast. See, the word illuminate, are you with me so far? The word illuminate means to supply with light. To supply with light. Say that with me. Supply with light. In fact, the word illuminate comes from a Latin word, "illumino," which means to light up, to make bright, to illustrate. In your book, 30 Days to Understand in the Bible, uh, this book right here, Max Andrews says this, and I'll quote him. He says, illumination is the process by which the Holy Spirit enlightens the receptive mind. To understand and to embrace more and more of the Bible as the Christian matures in his spiritual walk in other words god basically says i am not going to show you more until you obey more so these people say i I don't see anything in the bible it doesn't make sense god said why should i tell you more if you're not going to do what i told you to do so we have to embrace the light let's go also he says this um Paul states, therefore, in verse 13, but everything is exposed by the light. You're going to love this. Hang with me. Everything is exposed by the light. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Make sense? Everything is exposed. So when we turn on the light, things are exposed. Make sense? Now watch this. And he says, and everything that is illuminated becomes light. Everything that is illuminated becomes light. So... If a thing is exposed by the light, hang with me here, you're gonna, you, I tell you, this is gonna bless you. If, if a thing is exposed by the light, that means it's exposed to the light. Come on, hang with me, hang with me. It's exposed to the light. Again, if you can see me in the light, that means I'm exposed by the light, that means I'm exposed Too light. That's why I'm sweating here, because these lights. Are you with me so far? So, when things glow, what does that mean? All glow-in-the-dark products contain a substance called phosphorus. And phosphorus radiate visible light after... Being energized, this means that you have to expose items to the light for a while before they glow in the dark. Give me three minutes, I'm almost finished. In other words, I have this watch. And this watch can glow in the dark. Come on, hang with just three minutes. This watch can glow in the dark. Which means that I had it in this cover, and when I took it out, I wish I had a camera, so I'll show you. When I took it out of the box, when I put my hand over it so that it would be dark, I could not see the numbers. But what I did was I took my phone, like most of you, put on the flashlight, exposed it to light just for 10 seconds and then when I looked at it I saw the numbers my point is mm, that a thing cannot glow in the dark and illuminate light until it is exposed to light that's why doctrine is so important because David said in Psalm 119 verse 105 Your word is a lamp and your word is a light. Oh, this is good. This is good. And so he says in Psalms one, verse one, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Are you following me? Stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Can I get your Bible? And in his law, he meditates day and night. He's exposed to the light day and night. He's exposed to the light day and night. And what happens? His what? His leaves will not what? Wither, glow. He brings forth fruit in what? Glow. Whatever he does will what? Glow. In other words, if you stay in the light, all of a sudden that light will become a part of your life and you will begin to glow, no withering, glow, fruit in your season, glow, not always prosper. And that's why Jesus said, let your light, where'd you get it from? His light. So shine before men that they may see your good works and give the credit to the light. Which means that the more you stay out of the word, the more you can't glow. That's why the mm, that's why the righteous man, if he stays in the word, he's always glowing. He's always emanating light. You all, you always have a word from the Lord. Yeah. 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 Exodus 34 verse 29, Moses goes up in the presence of the Lord, comes back with the Ten Commandments. But the Bible said when he came back, he came back with more than commandments. His face was glowing. And and he didn't even know his face was glowing. There are times, I'm telling you, entering the season, if you spend enough time in the word of God, people are going to be saying, man, I like you. What do you like me for? You know, why are you always prosperous? Because what's happening is that there's a glow. There's a a glow, there's there's something emanating from you. I'm telling you, we're coming into a season where there's going to be such fruitfulness. Are you hearing me? Such harvest that we're going to be basically saying, why are things happening? It's because we're in the word of God and we're we're reflecting the glow. Now, homework, I'm finished, homework, homework, homework. Homework. Did I say homework? Mm. Homework. Because you're not going to hear a nice little lesson say, oh, amen. No, homework. There's a saying that you are what you eat. And that's why some of you are actually feeling better, because you're not eating <laughs> the stuff you usually eat. Amen. Amen. Jesus says this in John 13, 34. He says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I love you. The old commandment was what? Love your neighbor as yourself. I love Quincy just as I love myself. He says, no, no, no. He says, because I don't trust your love. So I want you to love each other as I have loved you. So this week, I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments of Love. The Ten Commandments of Love. And you don't have, I mean, if you're on PTCB, I'm going to send you all everything you see on the screen, I'm going to send you. okay? So you don't have to write this down. If you want to write it down, fine, but I'm going to send this all to you tomorrow. And you say, if you're saying what's PTCB, go to our Website, get on it, and this will come exactly to you. The Message Bible talks about what love is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Are you with me so far? And it says these words: Ten Commandments of Love. Love never gives up, love cares for others more than self. Love isn't always me first. It's quiet in here. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Love does not keep score of the sins of others. Love puts up with anything. Love always trusts God. Love always looks for the best. Love keeps on going to the end. Love never dies. I want you to stand to your feet right now. I want to release the Sunday school students, and I want to release the teachers because we we're gonna we're gonna get down to business now. Jesus. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than self. Love isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Love doesn't keep score of the sins or the offenses are the trespasses of others. Love puts up with anything. Love always trusts God. Love always looks for the best in others. Love keeps going to the end. You always do such and such and so and so. Guess what I just kept score? This church has no love. That's a me first attitude. Oh, it's quiet here. Do we really love? Folks, are you are you do I have your attention? Do we really love? Do we really love? Care how gifted you are, Paul says. If we don't have love, we are nothing. We've been studying morning prayer. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, right? Morning prayer, people. Am I? You leave me by myself. Okay. How many weeks now? Would you believe that I was talking to somebody who's been studying what we've been studying, and after all that said I'm sick and tired of this person I'm going to give them a piece of my mind and I'm I'm sitting there like I wish I could laugh but it wasn't fun I'm like then then why are we reading this bible how how can we be reading something for 2 weeks And after two weeks, basically, and I want to say something to shock you, but you'd be too shocked. Uh, And basically say to God, forget you. I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. And I'll tell you what it is. It's that we're reading the word, but we're not allowing the word. We're not allowing ourselves to be exposed to the word long enough so that we can glow the very words that we're reading. I'm telling you, when I read this, I'm like, oh, Lord, no. Can I be honest? Oh, we have a great marriage, my wife and I, 33 years and a couple of months. But I'm going to tell you something, okay? My my degree, wasn't good at it, but my, agree, my degree was in accounting. Some of y'all got that. Account. Ting. I count. Ting. Kevin, every once in a while when Lady Carmen does something, I count. There she goes again. And some of you are like me. Anybody know about football? Football? Okay. We do a silent count. <laughs> we don't say anything. But our attitude said, "You did that again." Yeah, I'm just talking about me because y'all. I know y'all. You know, y'all need to pray for me because I'm the only one struggling here. Okay, and and and, and there's sometimes after 33 years of marriage, you you would think. Now I don't say that, but my spirit and this word convicted me. Love doesn't. Keep score. If you're keeping score, you don't have love. Jesus, Jesus, if someone offends me, how many times should I forgive them? And I know some of you all are literalists. That's 400. You got 90 left. <laughs> what Jesus was saying is stop keeping score. We're going to pray because some of you, you are not going glow all that God has for you to glow his provision his fruitfulness if you don't stop keeping score some of you you not only keep score but you even know the day that the score was made if you're here And you're saying, God, I need you to help me to stop keeping score. I want you, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Because if we don't stop keeping score, we'll never experience Jubilee because the fullness of Jubilee, Jubilee needs freedom. I want to be able to walk by somebody and not have the devil say the score is Jamie 50 and you zero. Because we always distort the score. In fact, we look at the opposing team and we say, you've run up the score. You offended me 50 times. If the Lord is speaking to you, this is consecration. And you say, God, I want to be, I want to be delivered from being the scorekeeper. If that's you, let's just present ourselves to the Lord right now. Come before the Lord and say, God, I just need you to deliver me. This won't be long, but what we're saying to God, I'm presenting myself. I, I need to be delivered once and for all from scorekeeping. Because I'm telling you, folks, God has gracious, wonderful things in store for us. But we have got to stop keeping. Score. We got to c- stop keeping score. In our marriages, we got to stop keeping score. In our relationships on the job, we got to stop keeping score. Jesus stop keeping score on Brian Green and I am so grateful as a matter of fact there are times when I've compla- I've complained to God to say God I messed up again and he doesn't keep score how many times I mess up thank you Jesus Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands to the Lord with an abandonment. Because right now, you're saying to yourself, okay, how can I be delivered from this? And this is what I'm talking about, homework. I'm trusting in the fact that these very words in the Bible are words that are filled with the life of God that we call the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Psalm, no, sorry, John 6, verse 63, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And so what I really believe is that if we would read just just these verses of 1 Corinthians every day, every day, just Just go before the Lord and say, God, your word says love never gives up. Like the Sunday school student saying a few weeks ago, your love never fails, never gives up. Love cares more for others than self. Love isn't always me for us. Love doesn't fly off the handle. I really believe that if we keep reading this all week, That the word, as it says in John chapter 1, verse 12 or 14, the word that we're reading will become flesh. The word will become flesh. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you as your believers. And, Lord, I can't speak for anybody else, but I want to be free. I want to be free. Lord, I want to be free of Brian. I want to be free of my own selfishness. I want to be free. I don't like, Lord, when I'm always thinking about me. I don't like, Lord, when I'm always thinking about how somebody disrespected me. And Lord, in many ways, you're just reminding me that I'm still not. Crucified in my flesh, in my human nature. So, Father, I'm asking you for myself and for my brothers and for my sisters. That in this season, Lord, this church will become a place of real godly love. And, Lord, I I pray that I, as a pastor, will become a solution of glowing in your love as opposed to why doesn't people love me? Help us to be the instruments of love. Help us to glow in the dark. Help us, o Holy Spirit, that instead of waiting for somebody to come to us, that we will actually aggressively go to them. Lord, help us that even though people forget our birthday, we still send them a birthday card. Because we're not keeping score. Well, you send one to me, I'll send one to you. Lord, it's about just being an, an instrument of love. Lord, you said in your word, greater love has no man in the list. And man will lay down his life for his friends. Lord, help me to lay down my life for my friends. For my friends. And I'm not talking about my, my the people I like, even the people I don't like. Oh, Spirit of God, Spirit of God, we need you, Lord. Now, uh, briefly, just with those hands lifted up, I want you to take those same hands and just put it on the shoulder of somebody next to you, because we're all in this thing together. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to ask you right now just to pray, just pray for the person next to you just for a few moments, pray for them right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And you in the audience, I know one of these might have hit you. Maybe, Maybe you're not keeping score. But maybe your love hasn't put up with a whole lot. Maybe your love has lost its trust in God. It says love always trusts God. If you're saying, God, why aren't you remembering me? God, why aren't you doing? That means you have lost your love in trusting God. So I'm going to ask you right now, you pray where you are. Oh, God, help me to have the real, the love that you want me to have. Oh, we have a love, but we don't have the love of God. God, I need your love. I need your love. I need your love, Jesus. I need your love. I need your love. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is what consecration is about. The word consecrate means to set myself apart so that God can use me. God, I want to be set apart. I want to be used. I don't want to be so judgmental. Being judgmental, that's that's scorekeeping. Help me, Holy Spirit. 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 I want to glow in the dark. I want to glow in the dark, Lord. When people see that their lives are full of darkness, I want to emanate the love of Jesus. I want people to say, you know what? When you are, when you're in the office, everything's different around here. When you're in the room, everything's different. I don't know what it is about you, but when you're here, I feel peace. When you're here, I feel better about myself when you're here. Everything changes. You're, when you're here and we're able to say, God, thank you, Lord, because we're glowing in the dark. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. Alanita, could you just close this portion of uh, time in prayer?
0: Father, we thank you for your word this morning, Lord. We thank you for the light that has been shown in our hearts this morning through your word, for the illumination of your word, Father, and Lord, I pray that we will respond to your word in the manner that you desire us to respond father we won't look to the left or the right we won't even think about someone else lord but just to just to say it's me lord standing in the need of prayer it's me lord father i pray that we will we will get into your word and be in your presence in such a way lord that yes we'll be filled with all of the phosphorus of your love Lord God that in those dark places in those times when we're tried when in those moments when we want to react Lord that we will respond in love Lord help us to apply the filter of love in everything that we do in everything that we say so that we can represent you well Lord, this is my prayer this morning, in your name, amen.